Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. WBUR producer Grace Tatter, welcome to The Common. Thanks so much for having me. So Grace, you're a former WBUR staff producer and now a storied WBUR podcast contributor, working on a new project that we are very excited to talk to you about today. So it's really nice to have you on The Common. You're part of the team today. I'm always Team Common in my heart. It's good to be here. Hell yeah, let's go. (laughs) So... Grace, you're the producer of a new podcast from WBUR and The Trace, which is a news outlet focused on the gun industry and the gun violence crisis. And while this podcast is very much national, this story starts in large part right here in Massachusetts. But before we get into all of that, Grace, tell us more about this new show called The Gun Machine. Yeah, so... The podcast team started thinking about this actually a while back because um, gun violence is such an urgent problem. More than 100 Americans on average die every day by a gun, even more wounded. All of those Mm. people have people who love them. So this truly is an epidemic. But a lot of people are frankly fatigued at talking about this. People feel like we're having the same conversation over and over again. I think that Mm -hmm. we've all felt that guilt almost when you see coverage of a mass shooting or a shooting in your um, community and you're almost just like, I just can't even engage because it's too depressing and it feels like it's going nowhere. It seems like nothing changes. Yeah, exactly. So we knew that this conversation was really important to have, but we wanted to figure out another angle that we could approach um, this topic that maybe people hadn't um, considered before. So Mm -hmm. uh, we ended up looking at kind of the intersection between the gun industry and the federal government, which, as you mentioned, has a lot of local ties to here in Massachusetts and goes all the way to the very founding of our country. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the team behind this project. Yeah. So our host is Alon Stevens. He's a reporter at The Trace, which, as you mentioned, is a nonprofit newsroom that exclusively focuses on the gun violence crisis. Um, Alon's beat more specifically has been emerging gun technology and the ATF, which is the federal law enforcement agency charged with enforcing our nation's gun laws. Mm -hmm. But he's also a military veteran. He's former law enforcement and he's a gun owner. After going to a lot of gun shows with him, I can even say that he's a gun enthusiast. And that perspective was actually really helpful in reporting this and I think surprising to a lot of the people we talk to. I think people have a very specific idea of um, public radio's relationships with guns. But Alon really and truly knows his firearms. Right, right. It's, uh, it sounds like he's an expert on the topic. Now, I understand this series has eight episodes. So, Grace, take us through them. Where do we start? Yeah, so as I mentioned, we start really at the very beginning. I mean, our first episode goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War. The American colonists were actually really ill-equipped because there wasn't a way to mass-produce guns at any sort of high quality. Mm -hmm. There was high gun ownership among white American colonists, but they were 
really used mostly for hunting. They were kind of ad hoc. Um, they weren't necessarily meant to be like used in battle. So mm-hmm. to understand this history, we actually talked to Brian DeLay, who's a historian at Berkeley, who was enormously helpful to us during this project on the history of the gun industry. And Alon asked him a little bit about how our founding fathers identified this need for better guns. To ensure this American experiment we essentially go to war with the British Empire. How do we do this with a bunch of varmint muskets and and fouling weapons? Yeah, well, that's exactly the question that George Washington was asking in uh, 1775. How are we possibly going to pull this off with all of these crappy guns? So George Washington's answer to that question was like, If we win this war, if we're able to found this new country, we've got to figure out a way to make the best guns possible at scale. So the next time we go to war against the British or whomever, we're ready. So he identified, he and along with some other founding fathers, they identify the site in Springfield because it's like very strategically located between Boston, between New York City, between Albany. It's near some rivers. And they start this armory there. And they work with a bunch of private manufacturers in the area. And it's kind of like this open source think tank where they can share a lot of ideas about manufacturing and engineering. And you see a bunch of small gun companies pop up in this area. And so our first episode basically talks about how a lot of the roots of the gun companies that we still know today, like Smith & Wesson and Colt, um, all have this roots in the Springfield Armory way back at the very founding of our country. So guns are literally in the DNA of this country and the DNA of Massachusetts. Exactly. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back with more from Grace Tatter of The Gun Machine. 
So we know that you you cover the history and then you bring it up to today, which must mean you covered the current gun violence crisis. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, the gun violence crisis was super present in our reporting. Nearly everyone we talked to, which is just the reality of living in this country today, did have direct experience with it. But perhaps the most illustrative of this was we spent the day with Damian Johnson, who works for ROCA, which is a community violence prevention program with an outpost in Springfield. They actually started uh, in Chelsea, Massachusetts, and now work across the country. But Damien's job is to work with young people in Springfield. He calls them YPs, and he works with them every day to give them the skills and resources they need to help them avoid gun violence. And when we were going around and talking to these young people, we really realized how present guns were in their everyday life, even living in Massachusetts, which does have some of the strictest gun regulations in the country. So this is one of the YPs talking to executive producer Ben Brock Johnson. We didn't name young people we talked to to protect their safety. I can't, don't like to come outside. I can't say I can't come outside because I can't come outside. I just don't like to come outside. Springfield is a bad place, man. No bueno. (laughs) It's no bueno. Grace, that makes me wonder about this concept of fear. I am wondering if if you dug into that at all. You know, fear as a motivator and folks being afraid of an actual threat. You know, did you get into any of that as you were reporting on this project? Totally. And one thing that's complicated is... A lot of times the gun industry has been able to capitalize on this fear that already existed because of these really foundational problems in our nation's history because of the history of enslavement, because of this history of war against Native populations. There was already a lot of very genuine fear and mistrust among people who lived on this continent that the gun industry has then been able to capitalize on. Mm -hmm. Um, And even today, there's a lot of really valid reasons that people might mistrust their neighbors. Our history with racism is just undeniable. That being said, we do know that even though guns often make people feel safer, there's a lot of research to suggest that having a gun rarely actually makes you safer and, in fact, often makes it more likely that you'll be injured by a gun. Mm. What do you hope people take away from this series? So as we talked about at the beginning, I do think that there's a lot of fatigue around guns and gun violence prevention and feeling like we are having the same conversation over and over again. And if there's one thing that I want listeners to take away from this, it's that we need to keep having this conversation and that there are other avenues to preventing gun violence. There's other debates that we could be having that I think could lead to, if not a total solution, could actually make a meaningful difference in this really urgent problem. Understood. Grace, thank you so much for coming through to The Common. Where can people find this show? You can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Our last episode will be out on Wednesday, November 22nd. Um, Just search for The Gun Machine. Understood. Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming through. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. 
That's producer for The Gun Machine, Grace Tatter. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you want to get in touch with us, please hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. And now it is that time for me to let you know that The Common is produced by Caitlin Harrop and Franny Monahan. It's mixed by Emily Jankowski, Matt Reed, and Paul Vipkis. And it's edited by Samatha Joshi and Ben Brock Johnson. And our theme music is me from Hisu. And from the newsroom of WBUR, I'm your host, Daryl C. Murphy. I'll talk to you soon.